Look for seeds, not for trees, because a seed contains a thousand forests. And now for Seeds, Not Trees. Hello, everybody. So today, God has given me a message that really he's been working with me with for my entire life since I've been a kid. But today, I'm just really passionate to share it with you guys. So the title of my message today is called Seeds, Not Trees. Seeds, Not Trees. Stop asking God for stuff that's super big and already with its kinks and everything worked out. Stop. Stop doing that. Ask him for seeds. Look for seeds. Dig in the dirt for seeds. Stop trying to look for just big old trees. It's just dropping fully grown after 100 years of cultivation in your lap. Ask for seeds. He's a God that gives seeds. And when he gives seeds, be good soil. Multiply your seeds. Good soil is not given trees. Good soil is given seeds. So be eternally grateful for those seeds and understand this. Here's the beauty of God. One seed contains a thousand forests, just one. But to see those forests, you have to have faith in the seed. And the thing about it is, it's oftentimes difficult to realize the full potential of that seed because you have to find it and you have to cultivate it. And the only way you're going to find it is if you're digging around in the dirt for it. It's going to be a little uncomfortable to dig around in places that you may not want to be digging in order to see this seed, in order to cultivate this seed, in order to see that spot is worth cultivating. So the thing about it is you have to have faith in the forests contained in that seed. And if you don't believe, you don't look. It doesn't look like it's even worth it. If you don't believe, you don't look. If you don't look, you don't find and so you have to believe. And the thing about it is you have to humble yourself even once you do in order to dig around in the dirt for those seeds. I want to tell you two stories, actually. But one of the stories, you know, you're familiar with it. It's about the men with the talents. And this is what it says. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest and I have earned two more. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man 
harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant, if you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have earned some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the 10 bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Let me tell you one of the differences and how these men with these talents were approaching their silver. The man with five silvers looked into each, let's say he has these one silver coin in front of him. This is how he processed one silver coin. He saw one silver coin. He looked into it. He looked deep in its eye, deep in its eye. He said, I see two silver coins hidden in there. There's two in here. You just can't see it. There's two. So when he's looking at one silver coin, he's looking at the seed of this one silver coin. He says, there's two in each of these. I just have to massage it out. I just have to get it out. And because of how clearly I see that there are two in here, how much I believe there are two in here, I'm going to go digging in order to figure out how to bring those two out of these sewers. He invested them and earned those two from it. The man with two talents, he looked in each one of his silver coins and said, there are two in each of these. He saw the potential beyond more than what he was just literally given, more than what he could see. He saw more than what was physically there. He saw the future of what was going to be there. And the man with one talent looked at each coin and said, I don't see any more. If I invest this, to be honest, I see zero coins. <laughs> so I got one, but I see zero. So he saw less, honestly. And so he just buried it. He didn't trust the bank, he didn't trust anything. And he looked and he saw death. You could have looked into it and saw life and abundance and growth, but he looked in and saw death, destruction, loss. And, you know, he wasn't even conservative enough to put it in the bank. He didn't trust anything. He just totally just buried it in the ground. But what he saw was just the one coin. And he said, I don't want it to grow. I don't want it to shrink. I don't want this to become anything different than what I have right now. That's it. I don't want to give it to a bank. I don't want any interest. I don't want anything. All I want to do is take this seed and give the seed back. I don't want to convert it into anything. And so all he saw was a seed. What the other two people saw, they saw the potential of forests in those coins. And they would continue to grow. Their money would continue to grow. It wouldn't stop there. That would grow into a thousand forests. But this one man, he was given one seed and it remained one seed. That was it. That's all he had because of what he believed was in that seed. And I also want to give another story, just a personal story to help you see, you know, just ground out. I also believe in looking at it like a child, like how God tells us to be like little children to him, you know. When you throw a child a seed, a child can see a whole universe in a seed. <laughs> a child can take some very, very weird things and just see the beauty and see the fun and see the love and see the fruits of the spirit in just the tiniest of things. So whenever I was little, I used to get in trouble a lot, actually. It seems like, you know, I do a lot of the stuff I'm supposed to now. I wasn't doing that when I was a kid. Some of y'all remember <laughs> But I was in kindergarten. I used to get a sad face every single day. And literally, like the whole year, literally like 365 days, I probably had a sad face 300 of them days. 
you know, <laughs> like literally I was, I had a sad face every single day and I would come home, I would get a spanking, I would go to my room probably four or five days in a week and I would spend the rest of the day in my room until maybe like 9 p.m. You know, I would have to eat separately. And so when I was in that time, I was really lonely and I could not go to sleep. I could not watch TV. I could not read a book. I could not have any toys. I could not talk to anybody. I was just alone. I felt a little alone. And so in that period, I had to entertain myself because I was like six. <laughs> I had so much energy, just so much energy. That was part of the reason I couldn't sit still, but I just had so much energy. And so I had to find some way in order to focus my attention and focus my energy to entertain myself for them five hours a day that I was in there. And so what I began to do is I didn't have trees. I didn't have a big toy. I didn't have, you know, the television to watch with all the colors and everything fully packed for a story for me to, you know, embrace. But what I did have was a book bag. I had a book bag and I had colored pencils and I had cords from across the house and my mother probably giggling right now. And so what I did was there was an old book bag in my room. And when I looked in that book bag, I saw a king of a nation in my imagination. When I looked in that book bag, I saw the most glorious toy that could ever grace this planet. And what I did was I went and pulled that book bag out of the corner of the closet and I went around the house and I saw things that were generally used for these purposes. And I saw the potential for the greater purpose of happiness and joy and fun and entertainment in simply something like a USB cord, something like a headphone thing to me. It was a weapon hand that I attached to my book bag. And so I had this book bag that I literally went around the house going for all different types of cords, just all these different random cords. That the more weird the cord looked, the more I saw in it and how powerful the weapon it was going to be whenever I tied it into my book bag. And so I'm by myself in my room for hours and hours and hours. I don't have a book. I don't have a toy. I don't have TV. I don't have people to help entertain me. The only thing that I have is this book bag. And what I saw in that book bag was hours and hours and hours of fun in an old book bag in the back of a corner, a regular pencil, something like a pack of crayons, some scissors. And in my brain, I saw a butt-kicking, crime-fighting warrior that would beat every single colored pencil that ever took a step in my room that was evil. <laughs> the way a child looks at things is not the same in the way that we look at things to this day. And truly, I pulled out the potential of that for hours and hours and hours, probably spent a thousand hours playing with that book bag. And it all started from me looking at the seed in an old book bag in the back of the corner and seeing the potential of what this could be for me. Seeing the potential of the fruit of spirit of joy that could be brought out in me. The fruit of spirit of patience to help me to have patience as I waited through the time that I was in my room. And I could see that it helped me to have an easier time looking at the bright side of situations. Because I'm like, if there's something around me I can make do as long as I have any type of potential in anything in my vicinity. And so I encourage you to look like a child, to look at the old backpack in the corner of the room and say, maybe there's a thousand forests in this. While you're looking and only seeing seeds when you're walking around, a child walks around and looks at the world and they see a thousand forests in just about every single component. And so that's the end of my message. I just encourage you, look for seeds, not for trees, because a seed contains a thousand forests. God bless you.
You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was the message titled, Seeds, Not Trees, by Joseph Bronner. This message is number 6614. That's 6614. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 6614, go to BrothersOfTheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because brother you need the word.